Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Hey guys, this is Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. And away we go with another episode. I'm Mike Lindsley, the ML Sports Platter, brought to you by Burn Dairy, the Vince Aguirre Consulting Group, Stanley Law Offices, and our terrific friends over at Burton Ace Hardware. Inside, outside your home, they've got it all. They've got the garbage cans, they have nuts and bolts, they have pizza ovens, they have shovels, they have uh, Christmas decorations. You need it, they've got it. Get on over there. They've got brand new toilets and other uh, amenities for your home as well. Over at Brewerton Ace Hardware, Route 11 in Brewerton. And uh, if you're in and around Central New York, grab a gift card as well for that special someone. Makes such a great stocking stuffer. Burton Ace Hardware, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor, and do want to throw a tip of the cap thank you as well to Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare and the Swan and Whitaker families for their support of the platform. Super excited to preview Bill's Patriots, talk about what he's seen in the NFL this year uh, with quarterbacks on film and uh, you know some of that recap that he does for Go Long, uh, the former player personnel man for multiple organizations in the National Football League, including the Buffalo Bills. He is now a co-host of the Go Long TD podcast with my man Tyler Dunn. It is Jim Monis. Go get him on Twitter, at Monis42. That's at M-O-N-O-S 42. Jim, welcome aboard. Happy holidays, bud. Holidays, Mike. Always good to catch up with you. Let's start with this game tonight with the Bills and the Patriots. I mean, I I guess above all, right, all the storylines is just a very simple fact. Buffalo Bills, do, are, are, are you still the top dog in the AFC East? You need to prove, you know, that you're better than the Patriots. You know, you need to prove that last year wasn't the fluke. Isn't that what we're dealing with here? I think so, Mike. And we've talked before with Buffalo, and, and this whole season is about can you handle the expectations? Can you live up to it? It's hard. It's so hard to get back. And, and, and they're realizing that now. And this is a long season, and we're right in the middle of it. But now if you look at this stretch run Buffalo is about to go on, now it's time. You know, the, the old saying goes, hey, this, the football season starts after Thanksgiving for the football teams that really care. So we're here. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, Josh Allen, Mac Jones, what have you seen out of Allen particularly this year? You know, he hasn't been horrendous, but he hasn't been last year's Josh Allen. Um, what have you seen there, and, and is it is it more of Jim – the like Allen just struggling and not and not playing well, or is it more of the bullseye on the back? There's more tape. You know, the greater you get in the NFL, the more people study you and and, and look and prepare for you. Um, you know, the offensive line's been banged up. What what is Allen's situation like right now? If you had to take the the pie and divvy it up into percentages, where, where does the where does the good, bad, and ugly fall? I, I like I, I still am, am high on Josh, um, and I don't think he's that far off from. I think last year they made it look too easy. So I think if I'm breaking up the pie, as you said, I think the, the, the concern I would have is the down-the-field passing. 
Hmm. They're, they're just not getting those big chunks that we were used to seeing last year. Well, and, 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 and isn't some of that the play calling? Because I feel like that, that quick throw to Diggs is there every time between six to eight or nine yards, and then he can get another couple you know, yards after the catch, and then that kind of gets things going, and then you can go over the top. I feel like that's really – I feel like they're not calling it as well. Is that something that's happening? That's the hard part when we're not in the huddle and not okay. working for the team and understanding exactly when they get the call, what exactly is the coordinator asking the quarterback to do. We, we ran into this problem with Tyrod Taylor sometimes hmm. where we, the play was there, but sometimes they have a little malfunction in their brain or something, and, and they, they, they make the wrong throw or make the wrong read, and that's what you don't know if you're not there. But I, I, I'm with you. I, they, they have too many good players, too many good receivers that why can't Diggs just keep getting Diggs involved. That's the one thing I've taken away from this this year is the more he's involved, the better they look. There's no doubt. And, you know, the offensive line has been obviously a problem. I guess Feliciano, you know, Brown should be good to go, um, you know, off the injury and off the Corona situation. Um, I, 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 I'm with you. I still feel pretty good about Josh Allen, but I, I also knew this was coming. I, I, I warned all my, you know, my, yeah. my, my best buddies don't want to hear it because they're, they're fans short for fanatic only, and I'm I'm a fan of the Bills, and I want them to win. I'm a diehard, but I also cover the game, and I, I see things different, and I talk to smart people like you, many many people who are smarter than I, um, and, and, and I said, look, I said, this is how sports work. There weren't fans last year. It was a different, they caught a lot of people by surprise. Uh, half the schedule, they caught uh, breaks, right? I mean, they, they faced some pretty crap teams. I mean, they won some great games against great teams, but they beat some pretty bad teams. They took advantage of the schedule, which is fine. That's how you do it. Um, you know, the no fan thing, I think, was a big deal. I know that you, you play in front of a lot of fans before, now you're playing in front of them again, but you had a little break there, and Allen had silence, and now he's got hostile crowds on the road every single time. Everybody wants to, you know, I, I, I told people, I warned my best guys, I warned people that this was going to happen. The Bills are going to step back a little bit and watch for the Patriots. They will make the playoffs. That's what I said. Well, it's incredible. It really is to see the, the progression the Patriots made this year. But, you know, one thing we can pay attention to tonight in this game, and I'm interested to see if the Bills can do this, because this is where you take advantage. The Patriots, believe it or not, as good as their defense is, they're 20th ranked in run defense. Okay, rushing yards per game. So the Bills are actually 11th in the NFL in yards per game rushing. So why not try to – let's see if they can take advantage of that tonight and, and, and get that going, because – I like what I, you know, we like what, what they did against the Saints, and obviously Josh Allen's a big part of the run game. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it, they need him to make his plays running the ball, but I like what they did against the Saints running the ball. I thought that was the best I've seen Singletary run. Yeah, I think so, too. And speaking of the run game, before I get to Mac Jones, um, there, there, there seems to be like this tug of war out there where many feel, got to run the ball more, got to run more. The teams that are winning right now, uh, you know, look, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to throw it 40 times. They're running Dillon. They're, you know, they're not getting a lot out of Aaron Jones, but they're getting A.J. Dillon. The Patriots with Stevenson and with 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 uh, with uh, Harris, uh, there's there's other places where, you know, the Titans before Henry went down. Uh, the, the, the football team's been doing it recently. The 49ers are running the hell out of the ball. There, there's this feeling like, well, you know, running the ball and traveling, uh, you know, it, 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 you can travel with running the ball and playing great defense. Then there's the other part of it where some others are like, dude, get the hell out of my face with that. Because the Bills, 
their DNA is to throw the ball. You've got Allen and Diggs and Beasley and Knox and, and Sanders and all these guys. Which which side are you on there? In ter- I, I, I guess the, the better question is, how, where's the middle ground here with the running game? How, how much do you really have to run? You have to, and, and, I, and I know we've probably said this before, Mike, you have to have a threat, right? I mean, you just have to have a threat of it. And, and especially when, when you have the right quarterback. And when you have Josh Allen, when you have Aaron Rodgers, when you have these guys that are MVP caliber type quarterbacks, you have to have a threat of a running game or else they become very average. Yeah, I, it's, I, I think a threat is a really great way to say it. Jim Monisa, our guest here, part of the Go Long platform with Tyler Dunn. Go get their podcasts on major platforms like Apple, Google, and Spotify, the former player personnel man breaking down Monday Night Football, Bills, Patriots. Mac Jones, what have you seen this year and as a follow-up to that, I feel like they're giving him a little bit more rope each week. I, I think he is in the system, and that's fine. That's what Belichick planned. McDaniels, they've got some of the best coaching, if not the best coaching in the NFL. But I feel like each week here, Jim, they're giving him a little bit more you know, leeway and throw it a little bit more over the top and take some more chances. Is that what you see? Yeah, and I, we don't. I don't know if it's a, yes, Mike. I definitely agree. They are. I don't know if it's leeway or if it's their natural progression with a rookie quarterback, mm-hmm. which you have to admire. If that's how they brought him along all year, hey, let's not get crazy with him early. Let's let's keep at it, keep at it. Now he's getting comfortable. Now he's learning and learning. But it's going to get real for Mac Jones now because this is what's incredible with the Patriots. They're eighth in yards per attempt in passing, right? Major stat in the pass game. Bills are number one in yards per attempt on pass defense. But who are we missing? Trey White tonight. Yep. So this is going to be very intriguing. If the Bills can remain that good against preventing teams from taking the big shots down the field without Trey White. I know that they wanted to go pass rush like crazy, and they did. They got Rousseau, they got Basham, and, and I think they'll both be fine in Buffalo. But should the Bills have gone with one of those picks, should they have gone with a corner? I, I look at what Stokes is doing in Green Bay – uh, I look at some of these other, you know, shutdown corners. These young, you know, Sertan, for example, uh, all these young corners in the NFL—they are dominating, Jim. They're not playing well. They're dominating. They're getting interceptions. They're a part of ferocious defense uh, defenses, opportunistic defenses. Should the Bills have done something, trade up to get a corner, then go pass rush? I mean, should they have addressed that? I know Prisoner in the moment tells you, well, of course, because Trey White's out for the year. You can't predict that. But 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 even if he weren't out for the year, that other corner is on the other side of Trey White. You know, Mike, that's a great point. And, um, well, welcome to my world for 17 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, personnel guy. And you just yeah. question, you know, you go back and look at every single That's so hard. Yeah, yeah. It is. But to your point, McDermott, when we interviewed Sean, two things he is big on, and, and maybe most defensive coaches are, but he is a big believer in, right, pass rushing corners. But he valued a little bit. He seems value pass rush a little bit more. He's proven that with their draft, but I don't think they're getting the return on investment right now, Mike. Hmm. I think I think you're right. I think looking at this, maybe you had enough, you know, you've invested enough in the pass rush. Why not maybe load up a little more with some outside corner depth? Because um, they're 24th right now in sack percentage on defense. That's not good for what they've invested. So one thing that is out there, and it's been time and time again, you know that the blueprint is out there how to beat the Bills. You know, you run the football against them. 
you use the clock. Your defense just gives Josh Allen all kinds of trouble in terms of getting to him and playing the two safeties back and up high and taking away the big play. It's kind of a mix of both of those. Um, You know, we've seen Tennessee do it. We've seen other clubs do it. How much does that blueprint terrify you in this game against the Patriots, considering that maybe right now they have the number one blueprint in the NFL? Well, and that's, that's where it's going to be. This is where it's time to see the Bills beat a big-time defense, and that's what's going to happen these next couple weeks, really, where you get the Patriots twice. You have Tampa coming. We know what they can do defensively. You're not going to be able to run the ball against them. Um, Carolina's defense is playoff defense with just a horrendous offense right now. But we're going to see, and, and, and we're going to see the Bills get tested. And I think, now, obviously tonight is huge, and we're fired up. It's Monday Night Football. But more importantly, let's pay attention to how the game is played, how it's played out even. And then even if they lose, it's not the end of the world. You know, you still have to remember they get them again. They have some other really good teams they play. But it's really how the, how is the game played. What is So can they adjust if the Patriots do? If they can't run the ball at all tonight against the Patriots and, and Josh struggles, that's a concern. That's why you paid him the money. Yeah, yeah. Who wins this game, Jim? I like the Bills tonight. I, okay. I, now I, I'm not going to sit there and say go crazy on it, and I'm not big on this. Is this game is going to be really fascinating to watch? But I really do like. I do think the Bills. I, I really admire what they did going down on Thanksgiving like that, thumping a good team. Now Saints obviously had a lot of injuries, but that defense had enough. They they really. I thought they really destroyed New Orleans defense. Hmm. So can they follow that up? And that's what the great teams do, right? Week yeah. to week, consistently come out. And, and I think it's time for the Bills to show that that wasn't just one game. Let's do it again. So I do. I, I think the Bills will be able to run the ball a little bit on the Patriots tonight, and, and I, I, I'm going with the Bills tonight. Yeah, it's um, it, it's a big boy pant. You know, it's 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 a big boy Very pants awesome. game. I mean, yeah. it it really is. Um, in regards to the run game, sure, but 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 could you see something happening with with the Bills and Dable in terms of, hey, Matt Breida, even Singletary worries me because he drops the ball all the time. He, he's always – he's had trouble hanging on to the ball. Zach Moss right now just need I, – I don't know, maybe a reclamation project there. But Breida and Singletary out of the backfield running, okay. But could you see screen plays implemented a little bit more in this game? You would like to think so because those guys are both – I mean, Breida especially. I mean, yes. Him, I mean, he's, a one, he's a home run away. He's fast, so. yep. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'd like to see that. That and we yeah. all know how quarterbacks love that. Yeah. Um, one more on on this game, and then I'll I have a, a general quarterback question for you, and I'll let you run. When when you look at this game, if the if the Bills lose, mm-hmm. what what does it mean? Is it more short term? Uh oh. Is it more long term? Uh oh. Patriots back. Bills were a fluke. Uh, Bills aren't going to make the playoffs this year. Is it, I mean, what, like, what, and I know we'll have to wait and see what happens inside the game, of course, because sometimes things that happen, that causes you to react, of course, and, and make judgment. But if they were to lose, the big picture is what? I go short term. Okay. I, I still don't panic yet. Okay. I, I just, I'm just a believer in that. Um, but yes, it's short term, but it's also, okay, it's short term, but now it's, there's no more room for error time to get this fixed if we're going to make a run in the Super Bowl. I mean, they lost to the Jaguars. I, th- I think that loss I, is still 
it's haunting them because if they if they had that 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 game, I mean they they'd have eight wins. They'd be eight and three. They'd be right there with New England. And if you lose to New England, okay, but you're eight and four, eight and four and seven and five. Jim, you know better than anybody. It looks a lot different. Like that game. I mean, you go back. That's one of those games I'll just never understand. Awful. So with Awful. Jack, I know. Because you can you play your. You hope that yeah. it doesn't even make sense. They're Jack. Right. Right. Yet. Right, because you can play a D game. I mean, I I know that the, the, no the right and beat them. I mean, the, the easy thing to say is, well, it's sports. Everybody's coming at you any given day, any given Sunday. But come on, that game, that team, really, that coaching staff. I D, you could play a D game and beat them, right? I, I agree. Okay. I, I, no, yeah, I mean, I don't even think Atlanta didn't even play very well last week against Jacksonville, and, yeah. and they were in control. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No, it's a great point. Final question for you, Jim. Um, you look at a lot of the the games and the film and such after after the game is played. You go back. You you diagnose a lot of things. You you know provide a lot of content on the Go Long platform in terms of seeing quarterbacks. Can you just give me? I'm just going to give you the floor, kind of like a state of the union on anything that you have seen that's jumped out the last couple of weeks. Quarterbacks to look for. Uh, in, in you know the rest of the season, maybe Matt Stafford's trouble, and I know he's been injured. What what, what have you just kind of take me around some highlights? The, the one guy that's really this is a funny one because I mean he, this guy his ceiling is a good quarterback, but he's actually playing good. Is Jimmy Garoppolo, where he's not playing he's not playing great and he's never going to be great, but he's playing really consistently well for them. Mm-hmm. And that team is getting it, well. They just got banged up a little bit, but when they are healthy, they are. That San Francisco team is very intriguing to me. The way they're playing football right now, they're getting hot at the right time. If they can get all those guys back from injuries, they just suffered a little bit. Debo being one of them. Um, that's a team to keep your eye on. It really is interesting. Garoppolo, Joe Burrow. I can't get enough of watching him. Me too. Um, yep. Okay, I, I love that you said that because he is. He does it all. Like there's no. There's just no dip in his play. Like, as far as he doesn't have disaster games, he fights through tough times. Yeah, he does. He just lets shit yeah. go, man. He, he would be a great baseball closer, wouldn't he? Oh, I agree. From I a... compared him. We did a little article with Ty, Ty Dunbar and Go Long. We picked some old, we compared, you know, I did some, we did an old school, who's an old school type quarterback. And I, I player, and I said Joe Burrow, yeah. like Joe Montana. He reminded me of Montana a little mm-hmm. bit. Just steady as cool as can be, but tough as can be. And, <laughs> I just love Burrow. I love the way he's playing right now. And then you look at guys like Stafford. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, he's he's had a history. Now, they're saying this injury thing, and I, I don't know. He's never on the injury report, but they're blaming the injury now. Um, but I, he's had games. Like, he's played like this in Detroit before, where the, the, you see the, the crazy incompletions and inaccuracy. So I'm not sure what's going on out there, but that, that team, if I'm the G, if I'm Les Snead and McVay, I am. You have two years to get to the Super Bowl, right? I mean, you just mortgage the whole future for this year and next year. And you, this is when, you know, last year Tampa was starting to – this is when Tampa started to click when, when they first year with Brady. With Stafford, they're getting worse. So yeah. that doesn't make sense. But, yeah, I'm really – that's very interesting now what's going on with the Rams. Well, this has been uh, terrific, no doubt. Jim Monas on Twitter, at Monas42. That's at M-O-N-O-S 42, part of the Go Long platform with Tyler Dunn. Make sure you go listen to the podcast and read all of Jim's work at golongtd.com, the former player personnel man in the National Football League for multiple organizations, including the Buffalo Bills. Jim, thank you so much. Enjoy the contest tonight, and uh, we'll be talking real soon. I can't wait to 
get out to Western New York at some point in time, meet you, meet Tyler, maybe even meet you in Olean for a Bonnie's game, whatever we can do. I'd love to be able to come out and see you. Thanks for coming on and doing this, man. I, I, I always love having you. Nick, I can't thank you enough, and I want to take you up on that Bonnie's game. Huge basketball fan, so get, let's do it. Tell you what, man, Jim knows so much about the game of football. It's such a treat to have him on, and the ML Sports Platter is brought to you by our great friends at Sit Means Sit Syracuse, Welch and Company Jewelers, Camillus Golf Club, and Liverpool Physical Therapy. How about Liverpool Physical Therapy? If you're in and around central New York, you need that rehab done, man, after your surgery. Get on over to Liverpool Physical Therapy. Peter and Mike are doing it right. No doctor prescription is necessary for the first 10 physical therapy visits in New York State. Liverpool Physical Therapy is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Do want to throw a nice tip of the cap as well. Uh, Thank yous to the Swan and Whitaker families and Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay. Let's keep the Bills-Patriots talk going right now with WGR 550 Buffalo's Nate Geary, he is the Buffalo Bills pregame and halftime show host. You can get him on Twitter, at Nate Geary Sports. That's at Nate Geary Sports. Tell you what, Nate does a great job. Love his opinions. He's a must-follow on Twitter as well. Nate, thanks for a few minutes. How are you? My pleasure, my pleasure. What are the keys to victory tonight for the Bills? Oh, man, keys to victory. Well, you look at this New England Patriots team, Mike, and what it's tale of sort of two halves of their season so far. You look back at the beginning of the season, that that week one loss to the Dolphins, and you're thinking this is a rebuilding year for the Patriots. A lot of free agents, as you know, most teams would agree, it's like hard to build their roster through free agency, and Bill Belichick spent more than any team in an offseason combined. I think the, the keys to tonight's game really are predicated on a couple of factors. A, can you neutralize or attempt to neutralize Matthew Judon there? Elect- I mean, he has just been Unbelievable. a revelation yeah. for them um, at the edge position. He already has a career high on sacks. I believe he's up to 10 and a half sacks um, to the first 12 games. He has been a nightmare um, and, and, and a real offensive um, nightmare for, for teams, especially as of late. So can Deion Dawkins, um, you know, hopefully – you have a you have a healthy Spencer Brown, um, you know, back in the lineup at right tackle. Can you do what you can to neutralize him, and so he doesn't, uh, you know, break up that that game plan that the Bills might have against this Patriots defense. Secondarily, um, I, I would say it's got to be to add to the best of this defense's ability, and start with Tulele back in the lineup will be a I think a big factor in this. But can you slow down the efficiency of this Patriots run game? They bring a bunch of different players in the backfield. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson is a really nice young rookie player um, that that kind of gives them their breakaway and, uh, and big playability. Uh, Damon Harris is is you know kind of their every down do it all back, um, and then they bring Brandon Bolden in on passing down. So they've got a really nice multiple um, three headed backfield that uh, I think has driven the play and given um, that offense uh, the ability to be a little bit more multiple and to to ease the stresses of Mac Jones's development here for the last couple of weeks. But this is a hot football team, Mike. And, and, and Mac Jones, although he may not be lighting the scoreboard up with 350-yard, four-touchdown games, the Mahomes and the, the Allen stat lines, um, he is doing everything you'd want to see a rookie quarterback do. He's protecting the football. He's rarely turning the ball over. He's making the right reads. And what he does maybe better than any a young quarterback that I've seen in a long time, Mike, is without that athleticism, right? Like he doesn't have that 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 same profile as a Mahomes or Allen, a guy that can break, contain, and, and move outside of the pocket and use that athleticism. Like he's not doing that. He's getting the ball 
out of his hands so quickly um, and accurately and taking the amount of, you know, zip off the ball he needs, putting out a good trajectory on a ball so that when the ball comes out quick due to a blitz or pressure, his receivers are able to locate the ball out of their breaks, catch the ball and move upfield. And that accuracy in the short intermediate game is only, you know, around the five to seven yard mark per attempt. He's not stretching or pressing the ball down the field as much, but what he is doing is is staying within the offense and allowing that short and intermediate timing-based passing game to be really effective because of the ball's out time with anticipation and accuracy. Um, so those are the things that, that I've seen from Mac Jones early on that indicates to me, um, you know, one of the keys to this game is going to be slowing down the run game to put more of the emphasis on that deep passing game. By the way, uh, Matthew Judon, one of the latest great examples in the NFL from a football power of Grand Valley State. It just goes to show nice. you, you don't need State. to be from Alabama. LSU, if, listen, when you're good, you're good. That's what, that's what it boils down to. It doesn't matter what college uniform you wore. How, how much confidence slash faith have you lost in the Bills this year with their struggles? I think it's a good question. I, I, I kind of sit in this area of thought about this Bills team, which is um, year to year, there will always be regression somewhere. What you hope for is that there's enough areas on your team that see upward trends that you can neutralize or balance out any of the regression or, or dropbacks in either production or overall scheme that you'll have from year to year. It's really impossible short of the Tom Brady era, but even he had areas of regression, whether it was, you know, playmakers outside um, or offensive linemen or losing offensive coordinators. There are things that change um, undoubtedly year to year. So in, in order, it was, it was never going to be as simple, Mike, as, okay, this offense is going to stay the same or be better. Now their defense just has to be better. And their defense has been unbelievably better, notably better than they were last year. The problem is, is the offense, I think in some areas has taken some steps back in overall efficiency. However, you look at through 12 games, Josh Allen's numbers passing wise this year and last year are almost identical. People tend to look at Allen's play this year as a regression um, where he hasn't been as good as his, as his runner up MVP campaign last year. And, and although I would say, looking at the box score week to week, you know, kind of going back to that, uh, that, that Colts game that I didn't think he played particularly well. And you go back to that Jacksonville game, he didn't play particularly well. in. you look at the last couple of weeks as a whole, he's thrown five interceptions to only four touchdowns, but you look at the greater whole of the season and, and he is right there with last year. So have I lost any faith? I would say probably not. However, I've looked at this Trey White injury as sort of a doomsday scenario for them. I believe that Trey is one of the most underappreciated, undervalued players in all of the league. And for his position, the things that Trey White gives this defense, gives Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott, and maybe particularly the also all-pro safety duo of Michael, Micah Hyde and Jordan Parr, what, what Trey White affords them is the uh, is the knowledge and knowing that they can do certain things in the field and leave themselves slightly vulnerable because Trey's going to be able to make up for that. So they can be aggressive. They don't have to necessarily worry, hey, if I do this, am I leaving the rest of the defense open and susceptible to a big play? And now you're going to be relying on a guy that simply does not have that same talent level. So I believe you're going to see a domino effect, Mike, of, of changes, whether it's scheme, whether it's trust, but I, I, there's a domino effect that's going to take place on the defensive side of the ball that I don't think a lot of people are appreciating, but will over the next couple of weeks as we watch this defense with you know play with life after Trey. So it'll be really interesting to me um, how everything looks. But have I lost faith? I would say no. Um, 
but you know, I, I still think there's a lot of games and really important games coming up here. Obviously, two against the Patriots um, next week against the Buccaneers um, that can really have an impact on the rest of the season. Maybe, maybe ask me after Monday night after tonight's game. Fair enough. Buffalo Bills pregame and halftime host on WGR 550. The terrific Nate Geary, our guest on Twitter at Nate Geary Sports. Um, couple more for you on on this, and then uh, at the end, I want to uh, have you plug. Um, some places people can go to, you know, donate uh, and, and, and kind of have you recap another unbelievable campaign by you, um, you know, raising money in the fight against yeah. cancer. Uh, I know you were diagnosed back in 2017. I think what you do is just, it's an incredible. Uh, I, I, I follow it. I, I love it. I think it's great. Um, as far as this game goes, if the, if the Bills, if the Bills lose, um, is it more short-term uh-oh, long-term uh-oh, you know, well, last year was a fluke, the Patriots are back, blah, 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 Bills might miss the postseason, losing more faith and confidence. What 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 happens with the Bills if they lose this game? What What's the thinking across Western New York? I, I think the reality versus the perception will be will be vastly different. Like, meaning okay. the reality is, I don't know that one game at this point in the season. I, and I know the, the the percentages of winning the one seed um, are dramatically different if the Bills win versus if the Patriots win. I, I, I said this a couple weeks back. The one seed has been sort of in my rearview mirror. I'm lo- looking forward to beating the Patriots twice, winning this division, and going undefeated in the division for the second year in a row. That is my goal. How that looks, where they end up seeding in the playoffs is sort of secondary to that goal, right? So I think for me, the perception will be if the Bills lose tonight that sort of the world is ending and the Patriots have taken over the division after just one year from the Bills. And I think the reality of that, Mike, is that not a lot changes from one game. Not the Bills end up winning that second matchup and they split the series and, you know, let's say the Patriots win the division. I, I think regardless of whether the Patriots or the Bills win the division this year, this division is going to be a fight between the Bills and the Patriots for the, at least the the next few seasons until the Jets can figure out their their situation at quarterback and the rest of the roster. And obviously, I'm not a real big believer in Tua and the Dolphins, so I'm not really considering them um, in this conversation quite yet. But I, I think the future of this remains the same, whoever wins these two matchups um, over the next couple of weeks. And, and I don't think I'm going to overreact to one loss or one game. Um, and, and tell you that, you know, one team is in better position in the future than the other. I think the short term, though, um, it certainly sends some 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 red flags out um, for both the division and for the playoffs if the Bills lose this game. But I think the way that the future looks, Mike, I'm not, you know, I'm not changing my mind on what this looks like five years from now based on who wins uh, tonight on Monday Night Football. Should the Bills be going to Stephon Diggs more and, and, and early in, in games? I think that's fair to say. I, I it's funny. I uh, a buddy of mine, Aaron Quinch, from Cover One, um, did this great little mock-up, right? And, and the narrative is that the Bills simply do not get the ball to Stephon Diggs enough. And you look at a guy like Devonte Adams, who gets the ball ten plus times a game, um, or at least is targeted ten plus times a game. Listen, I you know Stephon Diggs is something at like nine point eight targets per game, and 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 Adams is something like ten point four. It's closer than you think um, in terms of targets. But I would agree. I'd, I'd like to see Diggs somewhere in that 12 to 13 targets per game realm. I, I know that they like to spread the football around, but I think they're better when Diggs is involved in the game plan. So for me, I, I, absolutely. I, I think you could find new and inventive ways to try to get him the ball in space, and whether it's slants or um, screens at the line of scrimmage. I'd like to see them utilize him more in the screen game because I think he's effective after the catch as well. And this 
it's one of the things I've been talking about is this, this team just does not really have the numbers that bear out. This is a team that, that really threatens teams' yards after the catch, um, whether that's scheme-related or quarterback-related or, um, or, or just personnel-related. Um, I'd like to see them find different ways to get him the ball in space and, and let him do his thing. Okay, let's end on on you know some fundraising and maybe you mm-hmm. could throw some links and, and some places for people to go. Um, you know, the, the constant fight against cancer, the campaigning, it, it never, it never stops until we, That's right. until we get there. Um, you were diagnosed in 2017, as I said earlier, and I mean this, I think what you're doing is, is really unbelievable. Uh, and I'm glad you're well, uh, as well. Um, so can you kind of get into the last campaign, uh, how yeah. much you raised and, and maybe just kind of your message and, and where people can donate, Nate, if that's all right. Yeah, of course, and um, I, I appreciate that, Mike, and thanks for giving me the platform to talk a little bit about it. But yeah, the, the Real Men Wear Pink campaign through the American Cancer Society was one that, um, you know, this is my first year raising money, and, and I was able to, to hit the $10,000 mark for fundraising. That's and, awesome. Um, you know, my initial goal was $2,500, um, and, and I was really able to sort of uh, blast through that ceiling. I've got a ton of really uh, great ideas, but I'm always looking for collaboration. I'm always looking for, for people with ideas. Um, I, you know, and one of the ideas I kind of have rolling into this year is, um, uh, with resurgence brewing company here locally in Buffalo, um, coming up with a, uh, you know, a themed beer, um, to do fundraising for. So I'm going to talk to those guys over there, but I'm, I'm always, uh, all ears for listening to new options, new opportunities to, to fundraise and, and be better at it for next year. Cause my, my goals are pretty lofty for 2022. I'm planning on raising $25,000 for our local chapter here in Buffalo. Um, and, and crazy enough, if you can believe it, our local chapter here in Buffalo for Real Men Wear Pink outraised New York City this year. We were in the top 25 in the country um, for, for Real Men Wear Pink chapters. And um, our friends down the road in Albany down the 90 ended up uh, – this is that they repeated as champions for the most fundraised almost a quarter um a quarter million dollars so this year as a as a buffalo group we raised over one hundred and forty four thousand dollars um for the american cancer society as a group this year we raised um well over three million so um yeah i'm really excited about 2022 and the the some of the new initiatives i'm gonna be coming out with but anyone that has you know uh, whether it's um you know, raffle material, whether it's ideas, I'm always all ears. You can, uh, my DMs are open on my, uh, on my Twitter at Akiri Sports. Feel free to drop a note. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm all ears on that kind of stuff. Love it. WGR 550 Buffalo Bills pregame and halftime host, uh, Nate Geary here on the ML Sports Platter. Nate, thank you so much. Happy holidays, buddy. My pleasure, buddy. You as well, my friend. What a show that was with Jim Monis and Nate Geary, and we'll see what the game tonight brings in Orchard Park between the Bills and the Patriots. The ML Sports Platter is brought to you by our great friends at Rosie's Corner, Camillo's Golf Club, and Heather Saxon of Hunt Real Estate. Listen, you know how it goes, man. If you're in and around central New York and that great state of New York as a whole, if you're buying a home, selling a home, it's nerve-wracking. It's stressful. It's time-consuming. Go with Heather Saxon. She makes life a lot easier in this world. Home is more than just a place. It's a feeling with Heather Saxon, the official Licensed real estate salesperson of the ML Sports Platter. You can get her on Facebook, Heather at Hunt. And, of course, you can get her at heathersaxon.huntrealestate.com and 315-727-3313. That's 315-727-3313, Heather at Hunt on Facebook. Heather Saxon of Hunt Real Estate is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports, and as I always tell you, Enjoy the games.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.